Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. It's me, T. Today I have a really short episode for you, but hopefully you will uh, take some value from it. It is to do with the dieting cycle um, and restricting yourself of food. And, you know, if we have those foods that we feel like, you know, I couldn't possibly keep that in the house, I'll eat the whole thing. Uh, if you cut food out of your dietary intake during the day, if you're scared of eating certain foods, those kind of things, this is definitely one that you want to listen to. So, when we restrict certain foods or food groups, you may be able to avoid them for, you know, several days, several weeks, you'll do really, really well, but eventually your body feels deprived, right? This deprivation feels to your body like starvation, like it's not, but it feels like it is, like your brain and your body is both like, when is this bitch going to feed me next? Like, you know, am I starving? It doesn't know, okay? Our body doesn't know that we have a 7-Eleven literally right down the street, right? It doesn't know that. It thinks, you know, is this the last time we could eat? And that's why when people do restrict themselves so much, they go into that binge restrict cycle because their body and brain is thinking this and like, holy fuck, is this the last time we're going to eat? If it is, we've got to, you know, stock up on all the food, all the really highly palatable calorie dense food um, to keep her safe for another few weeks. We don't know when she's going to get fed next. Um, those kind of things. So yeah, the, de uh, the deprivation feels like to your body starvation. So you end up getting these cravings, right? And breaking quotes, like breaking your diet and often, often like overeating and binging. So this is super, super common. I used to actually struggle with this a lot. Um, I actually did have binge. I'm not sure if um, you might not know this, if you don't follow me on Instagram, Instagram. Um, but I actually used to, um, like have, or whatever you want to call it. I don't call it suffer from, I just, yeah, I don't like go down that road with my wording, but, um, have binge eating disorder, anorexia and bulimia. So all three. Um, but yeah, I think that it is really important to note like that vicious dieting cycle. So how it usually goes is like, you know, having that need for control, wanting to lose weight. So we diet, we restrict our food intake, our body feels deprived. Um, like, you know, we restrict our food so much or overexercise a lot is also another one. Um, we get those intense food cravings and urges to eat like literally everything and anything, right? So we quote, break our diet. Um, we binge, we go and eat everything we can. We think, fuck, we've screwed everything up. We start to feel guilty. We feel out of control. We feel ashamed. All these negative feelings set back in. So we go back to, all right, we need control again. How can I get control? All right, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to be have really good willpower today. I'm going to do this. And we start restricting again and that to give us that sense of power and that sense of control. So it's literally such a vicious, vicious cycle. And, you know, it causes you to feel out of control, like I said. And so to regain that, that's what we do. We fall into that cycle. Um, and it is very, um, I don't even know the word to say, like uh, vicious. Like it's literally, if you've ever uh, experienced that, like I fucking feel you because yeah, I went through many, many, many years of this and you feel like you're completely alone and like nothing is ever going to help. You're never going to be able to get out of it. You know, you're stuck like this forever. Will you ever be a normal person? And I just want you to know there definitely is light at the end of the tubble, tunnel. Um, so just know like, you know, you're not alone. Um, there are so many 
so many people who go through this and it's really, really sad. And that's why I love my work so much is to try get those healthier habits and get people, you know, really thinking about food in such a different way and thinking about their bodies and, um, not restricting and not over exercising and all those kind of things. So I am really, really passionate about it. And it, it is mainly because I've, I've been there and done that myself. So um, anyway, sorry, back to this. So yes, this, I just want you to know also that while this is very, very common, this is not your fault, right? It's the fault of the dieting and the restriction and society and what it tells us, you know, we should or have to do. Um, and it's our conditioning. So it's not your fault and it is your body. This was a really big thing for me. Um, it is actually your body trying to keep you safe. This cycle is your body doing everything it can to protect you. I know that doesn't make sense, but it really, really is getting away from these negative feelings, wanting to fit in, wanting connection, wanting to be loved, um, you know, feeding your body with food because it needs it to survive, to keep the processes going, all this kind of stuff. Like every single aspect of that dieting cycle, um, the binge restrict cycle, every single like dot point along the way, what what are they called? Like oh, the round circle, you know, every single stage. That's what I mean. Stage. Sorry. Took me a while to get there. Every single stage actually does serve a purpose, even though, you know, it is fucking vicious and that there is something within that, that your body is actually trying to help you. Your um, biological system makes it nearly impossible to eat less than what you need, willpower or not. Like, you know, the only way to get out of this dieting cycle is to let go of that restrict restriction and stop trying to control your eating. Um, when you do this, your body can move out of its feast or famine mode and feel like it's, you know, constantly in that starvation mode. And you can finally um, kind of let things go and give yourself permission to eat food and not be on either end of the scale. So it's kind of like a pendulum and it will come just to that gentle swing in the middle um, instead of being at like, you know, either overly like really restricting or um, going fucking ham and eating everything. You'll kind of find this really nice, beautiful place in the middle um, and you can get there. So something that the reason I'm doing this podcast today is not really to talk about that. It's just to talk about um, something that you you can actually try to help yourself with when you say, you know, I need more self-control or I need more willpower. You know, I just can't trust myself around that food. I want you to firstly know it's never the food. Honestly, it doesn't matter what the fuck the food is. If you think you're addicted to sugar or whatever, it's not. It's never the food that's the issue. It is always an underlying factor. Um, as to what's going on to drive you to, I guess, like go for that food and eat that food. And there's so many things that come into that. Um, and I could honestly spend like five hours talking about that. But I want to talk to you today about um, kind of like, I don't know what you'd call it, exposure therapy or something like that. I'm not really sure, but doing it with food. So for example, if you were someone um, who like the more you're exposed to something, by the way, sorry, this is what I mean by it. The more you're exposed to something, whether it's food, a noise, a certain smell or something, you 
notice it less and you don't respond to it as much, right? The more it goes on. So example, um, I read in a book this one and it was like, if people living in New York City, right? They just get used to all the hustle and bustle. They're used to all the bright lights at nighttime. They're used to the noise. They're used to the cabs um, and like horns honking 24 seven. They're used to all the roadworks, whatever, like the sirens, garbage trucks of all hours of the day. So it kind of just becomes that background noise noise that they're not necessarily consciously aware of anymore. Like it's not, they just kind of hear it, but don't even notice it, you know? So it's kind of like that, but with food. So if you restrict certain foods or try to keep them out of your house, what do you think is going to happen? It literally makes those foods more exciting and more desirable, right? So you tell yourself that you can't have them. Your brain is literally going to fixate on them. So I'll literally just say that your attention is, no, you are, sorry, where your attention is. So example, have you ever gone to buy a car? Say you're going to buy a Mazda CX-5 and this literally happened to me. Um, And I never see, and I'm like, I don't know anyone who owns one. I went to the dealership, wanted to get a test drive, and then all of a sudden, for the next week, every fucking third or fourth car was a Mazda CX-5. What the fuck? And it's like, you are drawn to what your attention is on. If you're telling yourself you can't have that packet of M&Ms, the fuck are you going to think about? If I say to you, all right, Stacy, don't think about a purple elephant. What just popped into your head? right? So you are in life where your attention is. So you tell yourself that you can't have it. Your brain fixates on it. So it makes sense that when you finally get access to those foods like the M&Ms or Kit Kat, whatever, you find it so freaking hard to control yourself and stop eating. Your body and your brain, they work together, literally has no idea when you're going to actually allow yourself to eat this food again. Because um, you know, we always say, all right, I'll just get all this food out of the house and then that's it. I'll start fresh for Monday and things like that. So it's like your body keeps driving you to eat more and more and more. It's what I said before. It's a survival instinct. So when you can realize that your body's actually trying to help you, even though it's not, (laughs) it's trying to, and it thinks it's serving you. Um, so when you can kind of have like, um, compassion for your body, everything our body does, everything, addiction, like anything is actually trying to help you. And when you can kind of realize that it makes things really, um, I don't know what the word is like really like it just changes the fucking game. When I realized that my binge eating, that my bulimia, that my anorexia, like all that, it was literally my brain trying and body trying to protect me from something. And when I figured out what that something was or some things was, that's when the game changed for me. And that's when I started to have compassion and I wasn't coming from a place of hate anymore. Anything driven by from a place of hate will never work. I started to come from a place of compassion and love and um, acceptance for my body trying to help me. And it was never the food. It was never, um, a lot of people say with, um, like I should have put a trigger warning on this, but with bulimia, a lot of people say, you know, if you can just stop the, um, stop the throwing up. And uh, it's so funny because when you realize that that's not the issue, that the issue is actually the binging that leads to that, 
the, the food, like working on that and what's driving you to eat that is actually the issue. The bulimia is not the issue. And again, I just want to say um, also, this is a really quick side note. Bulimia can also be in a sense of like over-exercising or something like that. Um, it's like purging. So like, you know, if you eat a whole lot and then people go and do like five hours of exercise, um, that's also considered as a purge. Anyway, that's like a completely irrelevant side tangent. But yes, when you can come from that place of compassion, you realize that your body's doing everything in love and you actually have more compassion for your body and more compassion towards yourself, which is a compassion is a huge part of the journey, to be honest. So we've got that um, one instance where, you know, you restrict stuff, you don't let yourself have it, you never buy it, um, you only buy it once a week or whatever it might be, you never have it in the house, you're always telling yourself, I can't eat carbs or I can't eat chocolate or I'm not allowed that, I can't trust myself with it, whatever it might be. Now let's switch that. Let's go on to the other hand. When you allow yourself to eat all sorts of food and keep those foods around you, they become less exciting And there's less desire to actually eat them because the exciting, like, um, what's it called? Like, shit, what's it called? Um, the exciting, like thrill of them, I guess, or like nuance of whatever the word is of them, it kind of diminishes. So, um, I actually had this with one of my clients and she was like, I can never buy chocolate. Like, I just can't have it in the house. Um, I don't allow myself to eat it. So I'm just not going to buy it. Um, And she was tracking her macros. And I was like, you know, we can definitely fit chocolate in. Like, there's no issue with that. Let's work a day around it. Um, And she was like, no, 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 Taylor. Like, you don't understand. I just can't have it in the house. I can't buy it. And I was like, excellent. Go buy some. And she's like, what? I just told you I couldn't have it in the house. And I was like, yeah, great. This is your first challenge. And I was like, let's see how you go with this. And she's like, I just know I'm going to go crazy and eat the whole block. And I was like, that's okay. I was like, it's okay if you do that. That is totally okay. And what she actually realized, and it, it it's not going to happen overnight, just FYI. This isn't going to happen overnight. This is something to implement. And I give yourself a few weeks, maybe months. Um, and I know that doesn't seem appealing because everyone wants it right now. Um, but trust me, this is a really, really, really good long-term skill to build. Um, So during our time working together, she decided to give herself permission to eat, to eat the damn fucking chocolate whenever she wanted, she could work on giving herself permission to eat it. So at first, yes, she ended up having it like nearly every single day um, and she was eating chocolate nearly every single day. And sometimes, you know, she would have it where she would feel uncomfortably full and be like, you know, I just, I feel like shit, I ate the whole block. And I was like, it's okay. This is okay. Explaining to her how her brain was working, what was happening, why it was working like that. Now, after several weeks, she checked in with herself of what she actually wanted. And she asked her body, like, you know, what do you want? Like, what do you want to eat today? And she started to become more in touch with her body. And she had full access to the chocolate. Like, I'm literally not kidding. I told her to buy like blocks of chocolate and just put blocks of chocolate in her pantry. And I know that sounds a bit extreme, um, but this was an extreme like example. And I asked her, I was like, so like what happened? Um, Cause she said, oh my God, like I've just had the biggest win. I was like, what happened? She's like, I asked myself what my body needed tonight after dinner. And she was like, and I said to myself, chocolate just doesn't sound good to me right now. She had literally exposed herself to it and it lost its shiny new charm, right? So she's still allowed to eat it 
whenever it feels good for her, whenever she wants it, she can now have it in the house and not risk eating the whole fucking block. But if she wants to eat the whole block, she knows that that is a choice that she has made and not her body and her biology, like, you know, her survival brain or whatever you want to call it, not that driving her to just fucking eat the whole thing and be like ravenous and in stuff like that quote starvation um, type mode. So when she does choose to eat the chocolate, she's able to stop whenever she wants. She might have one day out of like, you know, 20 or something where she'll probably like overeat. That's like anyone. I fucking do that. I've been doing this for 10 years and I still have those days. And the thing is, I do not put any foods off limit. Even if I know I feel shit after eating them, I still don't say to myself, I can't have it. The language you are using, your brain takes everything you say fucking seriously. So really be careful what you say, but you can, so I really encourage you like to maybe give this a go. And like, if you don't trust yourself with a whole block of chocolate, you know, start with like a little one buy one, you know, and keep it in the cupboard and be like, I'm allowed to eat that whenever I want. And the biggest chunk in this is giving yourself that permission. And I cannot express this enough permission to not be perfect permission to eat the fucking chocolate permission to eat a food that you have previously deemed as junk food or demonized or something like that. The permission that you grant yourself, you don't need it from me. You don't need it from anyone else, but I'm telling you, you need it from yourself. That will stop you going into that judgment cycle of, holy fuck, I'm a piece of shit. I fucked up. I've got no willpower, blah, blah. It's nothing. It's, it's simply a choice. Simply a choice because you have given yourself permission. So exposure, I think I read somewhere um, that they called it like habitualization or something like that. Um, But I just call it like exposing yourself to it. Um, And I would really, really encourage you that if there is something like that, that you just give it a go and accept like, Again, give yourself permission that you're not going to nail it straight away. It's not going to happen on the first night or the first week. It will take a little bit of time. Repetition. Honestly, if you haven't picked that up from my podcast by now, um, I'm a very, very, very big fan of repetition. If you fail, failure is the biggest fucking lesson for growth in this world. If you see failure and you just stop in your tracks and think that's it, I'm never trying again. That is the only way you actually fail. Like that's the only way failure is actually quote bad. Um, The failure is the biggest and greatest fucking lesson for evolution and growth that you could ever have. If you fail at something, it's actually a challenge that you should accept to keep trying and to try it again. And I saw this video today and it was like, when did trying become unsexy? And that like trying is fucking incredibly sexy and it's so beautiful. And to give yourself that permission to pick yourself back up. If you fucking fail at something, if you fall back into that dieting cycle, if you start restricting your food and then you're like, oh fuck, I wasn't meant to do that. It's okay. Stop. Give yourself permission. Be kinder to yourself and remember bring it back to yourself, put your hand on your chest and say, my body is trying to help me and it thinks it is serving me. How can I see this in a different light and actually make my actions reflect serving patterns rather than these non-serving ones that it currently is in? Um, So yeah, I think like it's really, really important that permission piece is really um, a part that people so often forget, you know? So 
takeaways. When a certain food becomes familiar to you, it's not kept off limits. You can buy it. You can have it on the house. You can have it on the shelf. You can have it whenever you want. Even if it means you have one day not, like if you're tracking your macros and you have one day where you don't track, that's okay. That's so okay. There's no guideline or rule book of how it should look. If, if you're not tracking your macros, because a lot of people are very successful and don't track. If you're not tracking your macros and you decide to have chocolate, that's still okay. If you're eating clean and you decide to have that, it's okay. If you're a keto person and you decide to have some chocolate, it's okay. Or some bread, it's okay. You're never solid in anything. Like your destination now is not your final destination. No matter where you are is never your final destination. You can always choose to do something different or move to another place, always. So you get used to knowing that that food is going to be there. It's going to be there today. It's going to be there tomorrow and the next day. And you actually just slowly end up eating it less. It also gives you that space to eat and enjoy the food without those scarcity thoughts like I better enjoy this now starting tomorrow it's back to my clean eating you know so remember thoughts like that will end up um, triggering that binge restrict cycle and you'll go back into that um, fear and needing control and wanting to lose weight out of fear and scarcity and then you'll just fall into that cycle again so um, yeah I really uh, would love for you guys to try that and see if it works for you. Um, If it does, I would really like to know what you took away from this episode, if you're going to give it a go. Um, And just remember, like giving yourself that permission. It's a really, really key point here. Um, And knowing that you won't get it the first time. It's going to take some trial and error. It's going to take some learning. um, And the way you learn is by doing it, fucking up and fucking doing it again. You fucking got this. So if you like this episode, pretty please share it on your story. Um, I would love for more people. I want to reach more people, spread my message to more people. Sorry, my chair's a bit squeaky. Um, And I would really, really appreciate it. The way that you guys can show support to me and keep me going and keep me making podcasts is to, um, yeah, share it and tag me in it. I would love to see it. If you have a friend who could really benefit, a family member, um, send it their way. And yeah, I hope that was it, guys. Short and sweet one. But let me know if anyone's going to try it. And I love you all.